Welcome to the Strong Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, mom, exercise physiologist, and pre- and postnatal fitness expert. This show is all about helping you navigate your pregnancy and postpartum journey with more strength, energy, and ease. Each week, pull up a seat for a new topic that will empower you to feel strong, capable, and confident while supporting your body through all the changes of the motherhood journey. Just a reminder that the information on this show is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. Please speak to your medical provider for all things related to your health care. I'm honored and excited to be a part of your health journey into motherhood. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, hey, how are you? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Nicole, your host, and today, just a disclaimer, it's going to be a personal episode. It's going to be really laid back and just a casual chat update on where I'm at at one year postpartum um, and just like a little insight and peek into what's going on with me, what I'm working on in terms of goals, um, fitness, life, habits, and then just some challenges over the past year with transitioning from one to two kids and really just a general overview. I've just had lots of thoughts around this topic and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to throw it all into one podcast episode because I want to. And I think it's important to like some of the things that I'll share in terms of you know, transitioning to different things in life and some things that I'm going to be doing differently with business and content and some things that I'm working towards in my fitness and some of the struggles that I've had as well. So I hope that you enjoy it. Um, I also wanted to call out that I'm coming to you with this episode having missed a week. So I publish episodes every Tuesday or so I try and I've been very diligent about that, whether it's a guest interview episode or a solo episode and again do my absolute best but last week I definitely did not publish one I honestly just needed a content break I was like in a phase where I was just like creating content such as a podcast episode or a social media post over on Instagram and I would just like hate it after, and hate's a strong word. I did not like the content after I created it. I would like initially went into it thinking like, oh, this will be good. And then I don't know, I just kept like getting back and forth into this overthinking and deleting. And it was just a huge waste of time. And I probably did that for like a week and a half or so. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a content break. Like I just, I need a refresh. I need to push the reset button for a second and you know so that's just a peek into being a business owner or being a solo business owner in my case um so i you know the way that i market my business and the way that i basically help people and show people that i can help them further if they have a struggle is to create helpful content right And it's not that I'm doing that to just get clients or like as a manipulation. It's just like I generally and most business owners, like we want to make content and make free content for our people just like you. You know, I'm creating content for this podcast because I want to help you in a way that is free. And it's also my job as a business owner to say, like, if you want to take that next step, if this is a struggle of yours and you feel like it's something valuable worth investing in yourself for, like, here's the solution. It's not (laughs) from a manipulative place at all with content. In my case, I know that it probably like for some business owners, isn't so clean. 
Um, but anyways, that's just like some thoughts around business. Um, I think it's just funny taking a break as a business owner. And like I, I say break is in content. Like I have one-on-one clients that I've been checking in with, updating their plans, having calls with, things like that. But it's just in a content rut. But anyways, I think it's just funny taking a break as a business owner because for me, I'm like, oh, everyone's going to notice that I didn't post for a week or a couple days. But in reality, you all probably didn't even notice that I didn't publish an episode last week. Or maybe you did. And maybe you're like, oh, great, she's back. But anyways, I took took the week off of social media, took the week off the podcast, didn't create a thing. And it was so refreshing. I have so many new ideas and so much more motivated. And it didn't require me to like burn the whole business down. It was just a simple week off of social and a week off of the podcast. And I think about this in relation to fitness motivation too, because I know so many of you and myself included in certain phases struggle with motivation to work out. And I always just like to think like, it's not a huge problem. Like we like to try and make it a problem. Like I'm not motivated. Something's wrong with me. Like I just need to wait for motivation. And I just... I really think that motivation or lack of motivation is like trying to tell you something, like something's off. It doesn't mean that you need to quit forever or that you suck or all the nasty things our brain wants to tell us. It's probably just a sign that you need a break, a change up, external motivation, a plan, like whatever it is, you know, try and like dissect it a little further if you get into a motivation rut in literally any area of your life and you know you could just take a week off like I just did like I've taken weeks off of workouts and or at least intense workouts you know like I've just like let go of structure altogether and I'm like I'm just gonna walk I'm just gonna like stretch I'm just gonna do what feels good to me and then all of a sudden I come back the next week and I'm like you know what I'm great you know so sometimes in certain phases of life we need to have grace with ourselves and not like think it's a bad thing for not having motivation Another thing I want to mention on the business front is that I am going to be bringing in more content around habits and wellness. So things like simple nutrition habits, um, time management, mindset, because this is something that I help my clients with. I'm actually a health coach as well, and I have been for quite a long time, and I don't know why I've just never like brought that stuff into my content. I've kind of just streamlined it all into pre and postnatal fitness and that's really what it's been. But I know that fitness goes a lot deeper. Like we need to go deeper in these other areas in order to be consistent with our fitness and workouts and wellness, right? Like if we are not fueling our bodies properly with nutrition and hydration, then obviously our workouts are going to suffer and our mood and our energy is going to suffer. And also if we are not, you know, using our time wisely or like planning ahead essentially, and we're, let's say a, a working mom with a little kid or a couple little kids, and you're really struggling with like trying to fit in these healthy habits for yourself. That's where we can kind of come up with a, a plan and like these little time management hacks that have helped me. So Anyways, I just, I think it's so important to bring that into my content a little bit more. So you can expect to see a lot more of that with 
the podcast over on Instagram. So I know I've talked a lot about Instagram. So if you're not following me over there, come follow along at Strong Mama Wellness. The link is in the show notes as well. But I am curious to know what you think about that. I like have some hesitation because I really like to, I don't know, specialize, so to speak, in like one thing. And so far that's been pregnancy and postpartum exercise and fitness. So like just to expand and broaden a little bit feels a little scary, even though I know what I'm talking about in in that. But curious to know your thoughts around that as you see that come in. Okay, so let's move into the transition from one to two kids. I want to talk about this because I feel like it could help someone that is a first or going to be second time mom just to like hear the perspective or maybe you're like at the same place as me in your journey and it might be just relatable to you. Some of the things that I've struggled with, some of the things that I felt were easier this time around and I feel like it could be either helpful or relatable no matter where you're at. My second baby just turned one earlier this month and so it just has me in a reflective state of mind, I guess. I think kids' birthdays always give me all the feels as a mom, but especially that first year, right? Like the first year, so much goes into it. You grow so much, you learn so much, you trial and error so much, like, you know, you've if you're a second time mom, like you've had a baby before, right? But like this baby is totally different. So yes, you're going to have some experience under your belt, some confidence under your belt, but there's just going to be some different challenges. So I just want to throw all the thoughts in there, all the lessons um, and things that I've kind of noticed differently. So just for perspective, we have a three and a half year old. His name is Griffin and a one-year-old and his name is Graham. So I will throw those names around a little bit as we go through this, but let's chat it out. So the transition from one to two kids was hard for different reasons than zero to one. Like I think any transition in life is hard, right? We can all agree on that. So I just want to start with like, you know, it's just because you've done it before doesn't mean it's just going to be like this smooth process. There's so much good in it and I'm going to get to that, but I do want to say like, it was hard for different reasons than the transition from zero to one. Like this time, I would say the challenges were more like logistical versus like emotional, if that makes any sense. So like transitioning from no kids to one kid is like a huge life change, right? Like you don't have your autonomy as much anymore. Like you have to do a lot more planning around a child. Like you're learning everything from like starting solids and the first time they get sick and how to get through the witching hour, like things like that. You're just like learning because it's all brand new and you don't know anything, or at least I didn't know anything. I had never babysat kids. Like I was not a kid person before my kids. And so that was like huge. And also just the identity change of, you know, caring for another human now. And again, not having that just like autonomy anymore and just do your own thing whenever you want. Um, so anyways, just a big identity shift from zero to one and one to two. So going from one to two kids, I feel like, you know, I've already got the mom, the mom identity. Like this is my life. I am a mom. I feel so much I don't want to say so much more confident, but like I've been through solids, like I've started a baby on solids and got through like the nerves of that. And we've gotten through the first sickness or two before, and we know, you you know, when to call the doctor now, like, you know, like, I feel like with my first 
baby, I was just like always calling the doctor when he got like the most minor thing because I didn't know. And this time I've been so much more laid back about it. Um, but anyways, getting back to the initial point, it's just been more logistical this time, like spreading myself thinner amongst two kids, but also like routine changes with the way my husband and I did things in our daily routine and who does what. Like we're managing two bedtime routines, two nap schedules for a while. Thank goodness they're about at the same nap time. Well, now they're at the same nap time and my three and a half year old Griffin is about to drop his nap, I'm pretty sure. So yay for that. Uh, But just like juggling the different routines, morning routine, nighttime routine, nap routine. It's just logistically a little bit um, more planning and I think even more communication between my husband and I to juggle that and coordinate that and make sure things are running smoothly. Um, I would say another thing that was a little on the challenging side was just like managing big emotions with our toddler, with Griffin. Um, He was two and a half at the time that Graham was born. He's now three and a half, but you know, big emotions of a toddler and just like learning how to navigate through those meltdowns while also like attending to the needs of a baby who is obviously very demanding, not in a bad way. Babies just are, kids are. Um, So just feeling that pull in every direction a little bit more and there's just this total like capacity expanding stage and it's going to continue to evolve, right? Like we're going to, you know, come on more challenges. It, It doesn't mean that now that the youngest is one, that we've, you know, gotten through all the hard times. Like, of course, he's going to get into his toddler stage and tantrums, meltdowns, emotions, all the things. But, you know, it's nice to know that I've navigated that before. (laughs) Um, So that's a really cool thing about having another baby is that you just, you feel more confident in how to handle certain situations. You, like, I guess, worry less about milestones. I think that this time around, like, Graham walked, gosh, like three months after Griffin started walking. Like Griffin was always ahead of the game with everything. And I think that that we were always like kind of using that as a measuring stick in the beginning. But once I let go of that, I was, you know, less worried. And I was like, you know, Graham's going to walk in his own time. And sure enough, he is walking great. Um, But it was just later than Griffin. And it's fine. I think that I've just been less worried about those milestones, less less pushy, just knowing that he will get there in his own time and we're just, we're here to support him. So that's that. Um, another thing that I found challenging, and I know this, like so many moms have asked me this, even friends, like asking about the guilt of like not being able to put your all into your first child anymore, like splitting your attention between the two. I will say that, I wasn't prepared for that. Like I didn't really give much thought to how that would feel. Like I think a couple months before Graham was actually born, I started getting this like little twinge of like, man, life is going to change forever, right? Like I'm not going to devote all of my time and attention to this one anymore, but like you don't know how it's going to feel until you're in it. And I think there can be, I know there can be some anxiety around that. And so I will say that it's hard in the beginning, right? Especially if especially if you're like a breastfeeding or pumping mom because you're going to be that baby's basically glued to you for like the first couple of weeks and so it's just going to feel like a culture shock of like and you're going to feel so guilty I mean I don't want you to feel guilty but I think it's kind of inevitable like you're going to feel 
I don't even want to say guilty all the time, but you're just going to feel sad. Like you're like missing your arm, right? But I do want you to know that it gets better. Like for us, it was just helpful to build in, not even build in, but like take the opportunities that were available for us to connect one-on-one without, you know, baby wearing, without, you know, breastfeeding while multitasking, reading him, reading Griffin a book, you know, just like finding space for one-on-one time. So there would just be times where I was like, you know, buddy, let's, let's go outside and go for a walk, even if it was 10 minutes, you know? Um, or if we were like able to make cookies for a couple of minutes and he could help with that. So just like finding those little opportunities in the beginning and knowing that, yeah, it's not going to be like it was before, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like, I think I let guilt get too much of me in the beginning of the transition and thinking like things were never going to be better again like thing you know your mind in that postpartum phase is just obviously your hormones are running wild and you think that it's going to be this way forever and you're never going to have that connection again and just feel so sad and so you know name the emotion but I do want you to know like if you're in that or if you are about to be in that that it does get better and you can be intentional about creating one-on-one time and as the baby gets a little less quote unquote needy in terms of feeds and naps and such, like we're at one year and it just feels like lots more space has opened up for us to, you know, have that flexibility and have that one-on-one connection. And the last thing I'll say on this is it's just been really sweet to see Griffin evolve into like this little helper, to see their bond grow, um, to see him just like love his little brother. Like, yes, it took some time for him to grow on him. Um, But I think we're at the phase where finally, like he really loves his brother. And I just like love to see that, of course, as a mom, like a few weeks ago, you know, they're in daycare, so they get sick, right? I think one of them was sick. I can't remember which one, but I'm like, you guys need to stay apart. Like, let's try and segregate this as much as we can because obviously one sick kid is hard, but two sick kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, nobody's going to sleep, period. So um, I had to keep them separate or at least at, at my best, gave it my best try. But Griffin, the, to- the three and a half year old, he was like, but mom, he's my best friend. <laughs> I was like, oh, buddy. Like, it was just... It was really sweet. I was obviously really sad that I have to, you know, keep them apart for a couple days or however long until somebody's symptoms cleared up. But yeah, it's just, it's really sweet. It's been really cute to see him grow and become even more of a leader. Like he's just kind of naturally that older child leader mentality and he loves to help with his little bro. So big fun there. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about fitness, postpartum body stuff, challenges, wins, kind of things that have felt in that category. So if you've been following on my journey, on the podcast, on Instagram, any of that for the last year, you will probably already know this, but I realized pretty early on that I had a severe DR gap, severe diastasis recti, basically the abdominal separation was like three fingers wide. And what we know about DR is that two finger widths or more is considered diastasis recti. And 
it's normal and natural part of pregnancy, um, but it was not like healing, closing, etc., on its own. So a lot of the last year has been working through that with my physical therapist, uh, pairing that with my own core recovery program, core revival, and just so much core rehab for me. Like that has just been basically the common denominator. I've of course made, I don't want to say gains, but like I've made progress, that's a better word, in strength and all of these other areas with my cardio, like things have been like trending towards progress, but like core recovery has been basically the foundation and just rebuilding that. And I'm definitely not back to where I want to be or back to my pre-pregnancy strength by any means. Like there's still so many things that I have to be cautious of when I'm working out, especially like planks and burpees and hit and stuff like that. So anyway, something that I've just been working through and will continue to work through for probably ever, honestly, I don't know if the gap will ever fully close. That's not necessarily my goal. My goal is really just to be functional again, to perform my movement without like having to really be, I guess, super conscious and like limited by my movement. So anyways, that's kind of what's going on there. And due to the diastasis, it's just led to some like physical appearance changes that are different, especially in my stomach area. So that's just naturally going to happen with a DR. Like our abs are separated. So of course, like our stomach is going to appear differently than it did before. So my clothes fit a little different. So like jeans and stuff, like definitely having to go through some wardrobe changes a little bit. Um, And again, I don't know if these changes will be permanent or temporary, of course, like as I continue to recover my core and continue to strengthen, like that area will probably like change shape over time, but whether or not it does, like I have just, I've had to work hard on accepting that this could be a permanent body change while also like honoring my body, body's functional strength while also knowing that someday, gradually, I might notice changes in that area, but it's still not a huge focus for me right now. So I'm going to repeat that again, because I think that's important is just like knowing that you can accept what is right now, while also honoring your functional strength and making that the priority, which I do for all of my clients. Like, I think that any goal is valid, aesthetic, performance, any goal, but I think function comes first. Um, And then the third piece of that is just like knowing someday, maybe, you know, by controlling what you can and not getting overly restrictive and overly, you know, manipulative with your body and yourself that you might see some changes. Okay. So there's lots that go into that. And I'll say it's just an ever evolving process. And it is anytime your body changes, right? Like you've been in your body for so, so long. And once you go through all these changes of pregnancy, postpartum, and then your body continues to evolve through life, like you kind of just have to work through accepting like each different stage and control what you can. And that comes with the mindset piece as well. So anyways, this whole like past year has just been a rebuilding process. I'm again, not where I want to be strength wise just yet. So very much still a strength focus over aesthetic focus right now. Another thing that I want to point out is just that consistency has been challenging at times, you know, as a mom with two little kids who are in daycare, they get sick 
frequently, you know, lack of sleep with having a baby. Again, our toddler Griffin, he sleeps very well now for the most part. Um, but just like having a baby again and going through the whole baby sleep regressions, teething, sickness, all the things like just having the routine getting thrown off, you know, consistency has been up and down and all over the place. And I would used to make that a problem and I try not to anymore. It's, it's just something that I know is going to happen and that I cannot get overly controlling about it. And anytime that I've like tried to stay within a structured plan of some sort, like overly structured and then beat myself up for not being able to meet those expectations. Like things just go sideways. (laughs) Like it is not fun for me anymore. I lose all my motivation. And so anyways, I'm just noticing that the ebb and flow is okay. And that some weeks I might be getting two workouts in, some weeks it might be four or five, and all of it is going to build in the grand scheme. So that's just just getting it in where I can and also having like sort of a loose structure with it as well, because that's what works for me. You know, it may not work for you that way. It might be different in what works. You know, you'll have to kind of trial and error and figure out what works best for you based on your past behavior and current lifestyle and such, but I think it's just important to recognize that our lives do change and they will continue to change and we'll be able to give more in some seasons and give less in others and that's okay. It doesn't mean we're doing anything wrong. You know, if we're not doing the thing that the influencer on social media recommends that we do, which is, you know, work out five times a week for 30 minutes straight uninterrupted, if we can't meet that expectation... Like, why are we comparing ourselves, right? Like, I just want you to kind of stay in your bubble, in your lane, in your your own life and what's going on in front of you and realize like what I'm doing right now, what I can give right now is enough. And so anyways, that's kind of where I'm at with consistency and just understanding what I have to give is what I have to give. And that's going to be that. And just due to this, it has not been a linear process with my fitness progress over this last year like just with you know consistency ups and downs and sicknesses and holidays and life in general like and this goes for any point like pregnancy postpartum any point in life like fitness is never a linear process and even if we talk about like weight loss that that's never a linear process either and I think that we expect it to be and then it's not and then it's disappointing and then we lose it all together but I digress Things are not linear. Things are not ever going to look perfectly consistent. And that's not a bad thing. Okay. So let's talk about moving forward for me, like from this next year on. And it's just, it feels like a breath of fresh air having a one-year-old now, now that he's like walking, he is weaning off of breastfeeding. And so I'm like able to pump a little bit less. I'm able to be less on call, so to speak, with feedings and such. Cause like if you're a breastfeeding mom, you know, like your your brain is always on like when's the next feeding, you know? You're just constantly in tune with that and that is tiresome. Like it's a great honor to be able to do that. And it's also like it can be tiresome. So anyways, I feel like I'm at the place where like I've intentionally like offered myself so much grace this past year around certain things like my nutrition and not to say that it's gone to complete shit, but I've had to offer myself some grace around that 
is part of my life as well as my exercise and some other things. So this is kind of what I want to hone in on and sort of like quote unquote clean up, clean up some habits that have kind of fallen through the crack with having a young baby, having a toddler, transitioning in this past year as a mom and all that stuff. So for me, one thing that I've been really working on is skincare and getting back to a place where I am taking care of my skin a little bit better. It's never been like a huge focus for me. I've always done kind of the bare minimum, but I recently had a facial. I went to get a facial and it was amazing. And I've never had one. It was my first one ever in my life and I am 33. So I was just picking her brain about like what I should be doing and trying to get more of a routine now that I feel like I can kind of focus on that a little bit more. Um, so I stocked up on some of my favorite skincare products. I really like the company Free. I don't know if it's free or Frey, F-R-E with like a, an accent over the E. I'll link to it below. I do have a discount code. So if you want to check out some things, I really love their skincare and I think I'll do some stories on it this week, the week that this podcast comes out on Instagram, just to kind of show you what my skincare routine is. It's super basic. It's, it's not like anything elaborate or time consuming, but it's just like a nice way to wind down at night and a nice way to start the day and everything smells really good. And my skin like looks way more vibrant than it did. I'd been really noticing some like fine lines on my forehead and like just like dryness in my skin. And so it's just really been a nice little confidence boost and also nice to know that I'm taking care of my skin. Another thing that I'm working on is eating more balanced meals, snacks every three-ish hours or so just to like stabilize blood sugar. Um, this is important for me to like keep energy levels up and to make sure that I'm getting a little protein every couple of hours into my body. But yeah, mainly to help with energy because I've noticed that like on the weekends, especially when both boys are home all day and you know, I'm like catering to them and making all their meals, but I don't make anything for myself. So I'm just like eating the scraps and I'm at the point where I'm not okay with that anymore. I'm like, okay, Nicole, like you can like make yourself something too. <laughs> so anyways, just starting to lean back into just being more intentional about making sure that I'm feeding myself well. Like I would make sure I was eating, but again, it would just be like scraps or it wouldn't be like an intentionally balanced snack, like protein and carb. Um, it would just be like whatever is nearby. And I consider myself to be like a pretty balanced eater for the most part, but just like those things have fallen through the cracks a little bit more. And so I'm looking to get back on track with those. Another thing that I'm looking to sort of get back into the habit of is just mindset work, whether that's journaling or meditation, depending on the day, it will look a little different, but I used to wake up before like when, it, when I just had one kid, I would just wake up before him in the morning and do whether it was like some journaling or mindset work or like a brief meditation. It was just such a great way to start the day to get my brain ready for the day because I don't know, as a mom and as a business owner, it you know, just like the mindset is huge for me. And so I've kind of neglected that over the past year. I've really gotten a little more sporadic with it and I want to get back into it. Like 
just having a baby that wakes up at random times, like it's really been hard to get into that morning habit. So I'm trying to, now that he's getting more regular, I think I'll be able to make it happen. But as I'm recording this, like my three-year-old Griffin, he's been waking up at like before the crack of dawn. So I don't know if it's not one, it's the other. So I'm just trying to get creative with different ways I can fit that in. Um, whether it's like 10 minutes before I start my work day when I sit down or if it's at night. So anyways, just working on getting back into that because I noticed that my days go so much better when my mind and I've, like my mind is on board and I've done some gratitude and things like that. So that is something I'm working on. And then finally, and I know this is sounding like a lot, like I don't expect this to be perfect and I'll talk about that next, but I really want to get a little more strategic with my fitness plan. I have, I don't want to say I've been winging it because I've definitely like, I can kind of wing it because I know this stuff to a T and I can just kind of like go with what my body is telling me on a given day and like know what I need. But I'm kind of at the point where I want to have a little more structure. I want to create more structure for myself so that I can see you know, strength improvements and do progressive overload and improve my endurance with running, like not long distance running. Like I would love to just be able to run a 5k again, um, without like dying. I would love to get my body weight pull up back. So anyways, I, this is my public announcement, public accountability that I'm going to sit down, make myself a plan. I do it for my clients, but I have not, done it for myself yet again it's like in my head because I know what to do but I have not just like followed a plan to a T in a little bit of time so I would like to do that for myself and follow it and see what happens and I say all this stuff like skincare eating more balanced regular meals mindset work getting more strategic with my fitness plan I say all that stuff and I'm like holding it loosely like again I'm at the point where I'm ready to like offer myself that gentle discipline again. Like, hey, this is not the way that you want to continue on. You've had your time this past year. Now you've got a little more space, a little more capacity. Like this is not to pressure you into doing anything before you're ready. Like, I feel like over the past year, I've been able to add little things back in, but also my capacity has just not been there fully to like be able to do these things. And I also just want to normalize that that's okay too. Like you can be in that phase and know that it's going to be a first season and that eventually you will have that capacity back to do X, Y, and Z things that you do for your self-care that you do, whether it's like going out with friends more frequently or going on date nights, things like that, that make you feel like you, you will be able to get more consistent with those when your capacity opens back up. And we don't need to be forcing that before we're ready or like stressing ourselves out or like comparing ourselves to other people that do those things that you don't feel like you can do right now. Hopefully that made sense. I just think it's really helpful to just have intention around this, around where you're at, where you want to go and not put any rules on it, not put any restrictions on it, but just like have it at the back of your mind that this is the direction you want to move in. And that can be really helpful to have that, that internal guidance. All right, you guys, I'm wrapping this up. I hope you enjoyed getting a little peek inside my life. This was a lot longer than I expected it to be. I just rambled and rambled, but <laughs> be sure that you are subscribed to the show for weekly Tuesday episodes. If you've been hanging out for a bit, you enjoy the show. I'd love to ask you for a rating and review. doesn't take more than five minutes of your time, probably way less than that. And it's super helpful to me to know that you're out there, that you're listening, that you appreciate it and that 
helps me to keep going and bring more awesome guests on and all that good stuff. So come meet me over on Instagram at Strong Mama Wellness for more content, to connect, all the things, and I will chat with you next time. And that's a wrap, Mama. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Strong Mama Podcast. If this show has served you in some way, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head to strongmamawellnessco.com for more free resources and opportunities for us to work together. Until next time, keep moving.